listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. We are a general interest independent bookstore located in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles, California. This year, because of the coronavirus pandemic, we've had to close our store and cancel in-person events. But Skylight is your neighborhood bookstore, and we are finding ways to create community even while we're far apart. In the coming weeks, we'll be putting out lots of new audio content to help you discover new books, connect with authors, and check in with your favorite booksellers. To learn more about how you can help keep Skylight alive, please visit our website at skylightbooks.com or check out our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hand Sell segment of the Skylight Books podcast. I am your host and podcast producer, Nick Kowalski, joined, as always, by my co-host... Maddie Kobo, events manager. And Maddie and I are joined today by a very special friend, very special guest, slash returning bookseller. Slash friend. Introduce yourself. Kelsey slash. Nolan, former, former events manager. Yeah. yeah, so we got double the events experience in the house today. Kelsey, welcome back to the store itself, but also welcome to the podcast. Thank How you. you. I'm, I'm good. This is so exciting. The, the podcast has evolved big time since I left, and it's super awesome. Yeah, we are, we are living in the podcast world now. Uh, <laughs> this is like the, fa- yeah. here the fact that podcast. we have so many things that we offer now and not just the one, I don't know, it's, it's awesome. Well, so it much. evolved partially out of necessity. Right. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's, yeah. Necessity um, and, and panic it's, and it's, uh, confusion, I would say, are the three yeah. factors here. Well, what's wild is like, I mean, I know it's been like six months since the pandemic started, but the, the pivot from the outside looked very effortless. Um, the pivot, the pivot to the, all of these various virtual spheres. Um, and I know it took a while to get your footing, but it looked, from the outside, it looked awesome. Well, I'm laughing because it <laughs> was, <laughs> I remember what the feelings at that time and it was, it did not feel effortless, but thank you. That's yeah. very flattering. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that too. Cause I think so much of that time was just like all of us who worked on events getting together and being like, uh what do we do now (laughs) yeah i mean i can't imagine like normal event life there's so many moving parts there's so many things that can and inevitably do go wrong and so you know your level of like regular stress dreams about normal times things is elevated by a thousand for you know pandemic times things yes yeah, my stress, I mean, you know, I, my stress has been a constant companion <laughs> through this pandemic. But, yes. um, 
but I'm feeling, I'm starting to feel like we're, we've got a good team. We've got, we know what we're doing. We know what our options are. And now we have you. Um, mm-hmm. So and to clarify, closed. oh yeah. And we're done booking for 2020. We are this closed. Cursed year. If closed. you are listening and you want to pitch us a book for 2020, don't do it. Oh, we're yeah. done. Save we love it. you. We love you, but wait till 2021, please. <laughs> like, um, so Kelsey, uh, you were the co-events manager with David Gonzalez for four years. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then you left to go to LA Times. And then mm-hmm. that sort of didn't work after the pandemic. <laughs> but we're so glad that, you're, that you came back and you're joining the events team yet again um, with all of this knowledge and experience under your belt. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. It's, um, yeah, I started, um, it's funny, my, my trajectory into being the events manager at Skylight was a weird one. I uh, finished grad school and I was looking for some kind of like literary job. And I originally interviewed uh, with Carrie Slattery, Carrie Slattery, former, former uh, owner, uh, to be the book, the bookkeeper. Hmm. And, uh, I didn't take that job. She actually didn't offer it to me either. But uh, she that job went to uh, Christine DeAngelis, who was uh, in that in that role for quite a while. And um, but Carrie at the time was like, maybe not. But uh, you seem fun and personable. Would you want to be an events host? And so I ha- I got a full time job at a weird magazine publishing company in Torrance, and I was living on the West Side. And so I would go to my day, I would drive from my apartment on the West side to my day job in Torrance. And then I would drive up wow. like an hour to <gasps> Skylight to host like twice a week. And I wow. did that for like two years, like a year and a half maybe. And uh, obviously like I kept doing it because I loved it, but I would like, I would go, I would make like $50 and I would spend like $35 on books and my dinner and then I would go home. And so I was like, well, this isn't sustainable. So, um, uh, I was like, I feel like this events job, the actual like planning of it is really dope. And so I kind of whispered to Mary that I was gunning for her job. And, uh, and she was like, well, funny, you should mention it. Like Carrie's retiring and I'm going to take over his general manager, which means there's going to be an opening in the events job. David was already here and uh, I kind of just slid right in. So I wasn't really, I didn't really have any book selling experience, but they were like, nah, it doesn't matter as much. Uh, And they, they let me in and I was at, yeah, almost five years and it was the very best. I loved it so much. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I started, you were, uh, you were like at the height of your powers, like you just like had yeah. everything like running so ship shape, like beautiful, like just the most gorgeous spreadsheets you've ever seen. All the events were like a well-oiled machine. I felt like really taken care of. I remember you always checked in with me before every event I hosted and I like really needed that because I was so nervous. <laughs> and um, yeah, you were just like the model of, of the best events manager. Um, and I've like definitely tried to kind of like continue on your legacy. <laughs> well, you were very cool. Like you didn't see, you know, first of all, you never seemed nervous, but also you would come to every event that you hosted somehow like matching the book cover. <laughs> I like your outfit. I, was doing that. I used to your do that. Outfit, yeah. 
or like your vibe, like you would somehow, I don't know, like you just, you, you cared so much and it was so nice. Like it was just, it was so, um, I don't know. It was like really encouraging. I never worried about you. I, and then of course, when it came time for, for the role to be passed on, it was so obvious. Like, um, you know, do we, do we pick the person who is dressed like a book or do we not? Like what's our, what are our choices here? (laughs) That was my plan all along. Just continue dressing like a book until someone gives me a full-time job. (laughs) Nailed it. No notes. Yeah. That's, that's like the, like epitome of subliminal messaging. It's just like, this is the dedication is that I will match the book every day. And you know, that that's notice. You get notice doing things like that. Incredible. Well, I haven't, I really have let that, that whole thing fall off. I, I do not, do not dress up like book covers anymore. I should though. I really should get back. Well, I mean, whatever. You're at, you're at your, your home now. Are you even wearing pants? No. Is uh, wearing pants? I am not wearing pants right now. I'm wearing Excellent. a dress. I'm wearing a dress to be clear. <laughs> um, Nothing matters in 2020. So we're, having, yeah, we're all having yeah. a great day today, right? Like everybody's having like a really good day. It's October 2nd. Yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at Twitter and it keeps getting better. Um, Tell us, Mick, you're you're our live feed right now. Okay, so White House Economic Advisor Larry Kudlow says Trump has a quote very moderate case end quote of coronavirus. Ooh, moderate. I, Ooh. <laughs> it, someone someone mentioned that it was like like listening to the White House give updates on his status is like listening to like the New York Mets give updates on their season it's just like it starts off bad and it's just getting progressively worse and there's no way that they can sugarcoat it after a certain point right like right when you get rushed to a military hospital for a few days stay like i'm getting like super like you know kim jong-un vibes a little bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i just wonder if they're gonna tell us if he actually dies (laughs) like are they gonna tell us right away are they gonna try and make (laughs) it the election like oh yeah no they've got it they've got to pivot to pence they've just, just got to do a hard pivot to pence if, if that if that happens i mean okay so that was obviously what the move should have been with rbg is like weekend at bernie's it for the next you know 35 days <laughs> and not tell anyone <laughs> and so you know are they going to take note and is the gop going to do that but i was reading about what happens uh if Again, one of the candidates dies during the election. Okay, yeah. Actually, tell me because I was... Yeah, stressing about it. Um, so apparently it's up to that candidate's party to put a new name on the ticket. But mm-hmm. because we're already into the election, so it's up to the states to approve that candidate. And because we're already into the election where people are, or where states are already mailing ballots, like probably 30 of the 50 states wouldn't even have that new name on it. Mm-hmm. And a million so, people have already voted. I mean, yeah. early voting's already yeah. started. So yeah. So I think that if if uh, Trump dies, then you know, the GOP's maybe maybe a little fucked. Like Pence well, would live out the rest of the, the the year, and then yeah, I was gonna say that if if the if that's true, wouldn't all those votes just go to Pence? Wouldn't that ticket stay the same? It would just get counted towards a Pence presidency. Oh, that's an interesting question. Like, because he's already on the ticket, wouldn't that that be their best move instead of, like, making it, like, Trump Pence, like, keep it Trump Pence, and then, like, obviously be like, well, one of them died, so 
Yeah. The other well, one's gonna too be. bad Mike Pence does not have a cult of personality in any way, like, <laughs> or a personality at all. To oh, begin with. but he'll he'll he will get the carryover from Trump. Like that's the right. Thing. Of like, course, he doesn't I mean, need his own. He just no. Yeah. But I do think that if Trump dies, that it's going to severely depress voter turnout on the right. Like because it is the party of Trump now. Like yeah, they don't they don't like Pence. They'll just do it out of yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I would hope you're right, but I think, (laughs) yeah, I just know that I just think of what is the angriest reaction? What is the most like, like the angriest and most petty reaction you could have as a Trump voter? And that is still like, carry out his yeah vote, yeah. vote for who, like whatever, you know, dummy, like literal, like human dummy is in his, standing in his path. Um, right exactly yeah because like that's what he would have wanted yeah <laughs> like yeah it exactly. is like a really sick devotion but it yeah i think twitter know. should be officially shut down if if trump dies like that's the end of twitter that that was it's we can all just pack it in existing like yeah everybody's no, 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 logging no, no. off log off you need you need like if this is the climax of twitter you need the fallout you know you need like the act act five sort of like denouement of like oh, oh yeah I, this is, I love an irish we, we exit i i would be totally down with it just like shutting down the moment the, the final breath leaves his body Twitter just vanishes completely. Yeah. From it's the just like into the ether. <laughs> you, you want you want it like the Sopranos. Do you want it just yeah. like cut to black? Well, and then we'd all be free. I mean, what what would we yeah. do? Did you imagine? <laughs> I, I'd imagine we all like dissolve into like sea foam, like the Little Mermaid. Yeah, you know? like that's like that's yeah, it. That's how I want it. Go. We're yeah. like we're like seventy percent opaque. Like our bodies are just like low key disintegrating. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, all the toxins from like Twitter yeah. and, and the world and just Trumpism, just like leaving our bodies simultaneously in it. Yeah, yeah. and then we just ascend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I will say that I've been trying really hard for my own mental health to not be on Twitter. Like, and I'm not even kidding. In the last like five days, I've been like, wow, this feels really good. Like I'm writing a little bit more, et cetera, et cetera. And then yesterday happened and I just yeah. glee scrolled. I, I cannot believe it that that's... Last night, last night made made all the misery of Twitter worth it. Yes, yeah. well, that's what Maddie and I were talking about. Like, it's the whole the whole world has been building to this moment. Twitter's, yeah. you know, ten year, twelve year uh, career has been building to this moment. And I think Maddie's right. Like, if you know, if you die, then it's time time to pack it in. It's not going to get any better than this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like a man who owed his entire hate filled existence to Twitter. Yeah, just it. it I, this is what I was saying before the before we were, we got on is that poetic justice does not exist in such pure forms. It doesn't. And yet here I am, hoping really, really. I there's despite my better judgment, you know, like maybe it'll happen. Maybe that'll well, happen. And as writers, it's too neat of an ending. Yeah. It's too like if you were if someone were to write this story, an editor would look at this and be like. Mm, it's too on the nose. It's too unbelievable. Do better. Like, like really, like it turned out this neat that like the the pandemic that he was calling a hoax and really downplaying that was going to be his demise and he was going to do one last tweet that he got it before he per- expired. Like, come on, like give me some sort of it's nuance. Like a, in this. Yeah, it's like a bad '80s like action yeah. movie where the villain is too awful. 
Yeah. But it's always been that with him. I mean, he's I been a cartoonish figure his entire existence. So You're it right. makes sense that his death would be cartoonish as more as one dimensional as he deserves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I get, uh, uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, definitely. You're sure. right. You're right. I know. It's just like, man, for yeah. five but seconds, it feels so nice to, so, to feel yeah. this. It feels good in my in my heart. <laughs> um, oh should we should we talk about something more book related so our audience uh, don't report us don't log off it's fine my my mom's already turned off the podcast it's all right (laughs) (laughs) she mad is she mad now oh yeah i mean like at me for being happy not for any not about anything else Mm, uh, um yeah let's talk about book things let's get the let's get the what we're reading out of the way because we got like 10 minutes left i think yeah yeah all right as the guest what are you reading right now? Uh, let's see. I am actively listening to uh, The Vanishing Half, the Brit Bennett, which is amazing. It's uh, I'm reading it for my book club, and it's just like a really – it feels like a really nice narrative novel. Like I've read – I feel like I've read so many weirdly structured novels recently that, that also are like really fun to read, but this is so like, like an organic traditional novel, and it feels really good. Um, and what else? I just finished. Uh, I just finished Joan Didion's Year of Magical Thinking, uh, which is devastating. Devastating. Um, I disclaimer for some sad news. My my dad died uh, like three months ago, and so I've been reading a lot of grief books. And uh, when I tell people that I was reading that book, everyone was like, "Oh, like you know," and I'm like, "You guys, nobody's read this book in 2020." It's not as devastating as, as you remember it because 2020, <laughs> like the world feels so much worse than the last time you read this book. So it actually doesn't feel as bad as all that. Mm. Does that make sense? That's interesting, yeah. actually. Like, like our own bar for like the standards of misery has changed. Yes. So, wow, experiencing that doesn't feel as jarring as it used to. Wow. Yes. Like, and I, so I recommend anything that people say is like deeply depressing. I recommend maybe giving a try now because you're like, ha, what else he got? 2020. <laughs> I also think Didion has, has like that dry humor that does come through. So it's not all oh, yeah. like heavy emotions. Like there's some leavening in there too. Yeah. And yeah. of course, like in true, you know, just literary giant Joan Didion style, like she wrote a book all about grief that was somehow totally unsentimental or like weepy like how the fuck joan are you this good (laughs) it's not fair i just at Um, some point in my life want to want to look as good in sunglasses as she does like that's like my number one well you need a cigarette i mean that's the yeah (laughs) yeah half the battle important prop true yeah uh yeah so that's that's what i'm digging into at the moment Nice. Maddie, what about you? Oh, I'm so not reading right now still. Like I'm so, it's been like it's, hard. it's been like four weeks. Like every time Nick's like, what are you reading? I'm like, I hate books. I'm not into books anymore. <laughs> What's the no, point? You do a roller coaster. You get you you do that and then you get super into like a, a book for like a week or like yeah, however you're right. long it takes. You're right, you're right. Um I I am I am reading some weird old books that I have like before Excellent, I was a new bookseller my favorite thing to do was to collect like esoterica and like weird 
sort of like conspiracy theory books and aliens and stuff. So I have a book that I've been reading uh, to help me go to sleep that's called Psychic Animals. Um, and it's just stories of animals being awesome and having, you know, special powers like dogs being able to sense the presence of a ghost in a room or, oh, um, you know, horses predicting earthquakes, um, dolphins, you know, communicating telepathically, <laughs> like all kinds of crazy shit. Um, so I've just really enjoyed that because it feels like, uh, you know, humans aren't super intelligent right now. So I like reading about other kinds of animal intelligences and also kind of in confluence with this, I did watch the octopus documentary on on Netflix that everybody was freaking oh, out about. Oh, yeah. How <laughs> was that? Yeah. Okay, as a person who didn't spend any time on Twitter before yesterday, tell me, <laughs> tell me about this. So it's called My Octopus Teacher, and it's about this man, this seemingly, like, quite lonely man who spends, like, an entire year diving in this one particular place in, I think he's in British Columbia somewhere. Um, and he finds this octopus that lives in this area and he becomes obsessed with the octopus and they kind of develop a relationship. Like she notices him and they kind of like come to trust each other. So everybody on Twitter was freaking out because somebody made a tweet that was like, uh, octopuses are erotic, uh, inherently. And obviously this guy... This guy had like a you know a, a romantic relationship with this octopus, and then and then people were jumping on the original tweeter to be like, this is an insane thing to tweet. Uh, anyway, it just it's like was one of those like insane like Twitter spirals where you like can't even sure. really find what began the whole thing. Um, but yeah, mostly people were like, that he's fucking the octopus. Uh, <laughs> what? So but, my big question is, was he? Yeah, he was, did, did no. he? He's not fucking the octopus. Okay. He's, he's actually being very respectful in his observations of her, um, really not trying to interfere with her life in any way, just observing and kind of trying to learn about her kind of brand of intelligence. And he learns like some really fascinating things. Like he learns about all these different methods of defense that she has and um, you know, how she plans to take, to deal with the various different predators that are always hunting her and, um, it's just fascinating. I mean, I had a moment at the Monterey Bay Aquarium last year with an octopus where I was like, this octopus is intelligent and sees me and, well, is, and is now your best friend is a sentient being. No, I was frightened. I was like disturbed by it. <laughs> um, but then I was like, yeah, octopuses rule, but also like, I'm scared of them. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Did David ever tell you that his David Gonzalez, uh, that his, he, as a person who eats all kinds of things and all kinds of animals. Octopus is the one thing that he refuses to eat because he deems them too intelligent to be food. Oh, David. I know. <laughs> that makes sense. I, I agree, though. Like, I, I have eaten octopus before, but I have not eaten it since that moment um, that I had it saw you. octopus. Yeah, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh shit. <laughs> it knew. Okay. It um, knew. Yeah, so I'm just spending a lot of time, like, hanging out in the animal brain, I think, and that's feeling good to me. That sounds great. We don't deserve dogs. Like, they're too good for us. So what good. a nice place to be in. Extremely good. Uh, Mick, what are you reading? Well, I'm uh, continuing uh, Shane Bauer's American Prison, which everyone should still read. That's sort of a 
breakdown of the American like industrial prison complex um, through the eyes of a guy of a journalist who uh, got a job as a security guard in a prison. Um, nice light read. Nice light read. Yeah, exactly. So to pair that, <laughs> to, to bear with that, I started reading and finished uh, Brian Lee O'Malley's um, Seconds. Oh, it's a graphic yeah. novel. We, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Brian Lee O'Malley's uh, most famous for the Scott Pilgrim series. Uh, I'll just turn to that Michael Sarah movie, which is really good. Um, and Seconds it was his follow up, uh, his graphic novel follow up. And it's about um, a restaurateur who is trying to start a second restaurant. Um, and she's dealing with some like personal drama in her life. And uh, after like a pretty serious accident with one of her waitresses, she finds like a box in her house with like magic mushrooms and instructions to like write down your regret, eat it, and everything will change. Uh, which happens. There's like a house spirit that gives her instructions and it's great. It's like cool. about people fucking up and like trying to go back and change it and realizing that like you really can't and probably shouldn't. Uh, and I kind of needed that in 2020, you know, like with the whole world like sort yeah. of fucking up and coming to, it's just about coming to terms with the mistakes and like moving on. And like I really kind of needed that. It was kind of like a really a nice little brush of, of hope and like, uplifting exactly yeah and he kind of you know draws in sort of like a cartoony whimsical style so uh it really gets kind of surreal and creepy towards the end which i'm also down with as well so fun highly recommend seconds which is kind of like i feel like doesn't get the respect it it deserved coming off of scott pilgrim so yeah yeah that's that's my there's a show on netflix that feels similar to that feeling uh, have you guys watched Midnight Gospel? No. At all? Do you know anything about this? It's um, it's a podcast and just about like exploring certain uh, concepts and ideas. And then uh, uh, somebody illustrated it and the illustrate like, and so it's, the illustrations don't really have anything to do with it except for like in the most abstract way. And the illustrations are like crazy and psychedelic and beautiful and um I don't know it's like really odd and really soothing and there's an a whole episode on grief and death and uh Caitlin Doty uh the author of many things uh the smoke gets, eternity the, smoke gets in your yeah, eyes. yeah yeah well the well my cat eat my eyeballs uh she uh is she's on the podcast and so she ends up narrating the character of death and I don't know the whole thing is like I don't know it's just it's all very cool Mm. and whimsical so I that sounds perfect for October for spooky season yeah spooky season is upon us and that sounds like a great a great thing to watch I'm actually gonna put that in my watch list right now yeah highly recommend cool awesome all right guys well we're running out of time on this zoom call Do we we're like really all over the place. Did we did we cover everything? Oh, I think I think we did great. Oh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Nothing for me. It's just really quick, Mick. What's the update on Trump? Uh, <laughs> yeah, anything else happened? <laughs> Republican source to White House just now. This is spiraling out of control. <laughs> 
Wow. All right. Well, stay tuned for our update next week. (laughs) So much is going to happen in the next seven days. Wow. I'm so excited for future us. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We're in for a treat. It's going to be a very eventful weekend. I'll say that. Yep. For sure. All right. Well, Kelsey. Well, lovely to see you guys. Yeah. Thank you for 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 joining us. Um, Welcome back. Everybody wear masks, as you know, like our president. Wash your hands. Yeah. Yeah. That too. uh, Read books. Yeah. Those are all the things you have to do. Those are all the things. That's the checklist. (laughs) You did it. It's very simple. Party on, guys. Party on. Oh, that's a good sign off. I like that. Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon.